everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. And we are really excited today. We have not only a Hallmark writer, but we have the Hallmark writer that won the Hallmarkies podcast award for best writer in 2021. This is so exciting to have Kathy Close with us. Kathy, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes. So since this is your first time on the show, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us what inspired you to become a writer? Believe it or not, I started out as a sports writer. I was a huge, um, I still am, sports fanatic. And I was a sports writer for quite a long time. And it was at a time when women really didn't do it. And so I was had some interesting experiences trying to get into locker rooms and such. Um, but I did it. And they assigned me terrible things like cardiac running and things like that when I really wanted to do like major league baseball and things like that just by chance uh met a Hollywood producer uh and he said to me uh what change and why don't you come work in Hollywood and I went "Eh, okay um and and that began my journey I started working at production companies and one day a writer came in, is helping them and giving them my, my ideas. And I went home that night and I thought, why am I giving them my ideas? I could do this myself. So I, I wrote a script, which is called a spec script when it's not set up. And lo and behold, Disney bought it. And, and that started my career. So well, what was that like script? a weird journey, right? Yeah, that is interesting. What script was it? It was called, it never got made. It was called um, the Red Ferrari. It was about, uh, I think three, it was so long ago, three stories of um, people who rented a Red Ferrari. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 That's that's really cool. And that started and then I worked for Disney a lot and I, and I went here, you know, at different, I worked at most studios in town and, and, um, I had uh, at the time a mentor, Brandon Tartikoff, who who ran NBC, who God rest his soul, he passed away, but he became my mentor in television and we did a lot of television together. So that's really started. My career was uh, just by chance, because I had been working in sports, um, uh, this producer meeting and then saying, you should work in Hollywood. And I'm like, really? I didn't really know anything about it. I was, I was just dead set on having a career in sports. Right. So go figure, right? Huh, that's happened. very interesting. Yeah. Right? So your husband, I believe, is a writer as well. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, d- he did the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. So yeah. how did you two meet? Well, this is an interesting story too. At least I think so. Um, I was working, before I became a writer, I was working at a production company. And oh, we had met very briefly on a red carpet when he, went, he was doing, I think, Racing with the Moon was the movie he did uh, with Sean Penn and Elizabeth Robert. But I, I met him very briefly, hi, hi. And, and, um, and then about two years later, I was working at this production company and someone put my desk a script called The Fabulous Baker Boys. So I remember I said, oh my gosh, I, I know this guy. Can I read this? And they said, yeah. And I read the script, I thought it was great as the movie was. And, um, I said, well, give me his phone number. I want to call him. I really like the script. So I called him. I said, oh, my God, the script was just the greatest script. What's happening with this script? Well, nothing right now. You know, everything takes forever in Hollywood. And I said, oh, they should make this movie. And 
let's go have coffee. Well, that coffee led to us getting, <laughs> you know, and, and the movie got made and, and it was shot up. It was shot somewhat in uh, LA, but in Seattle too. So I had, I have really fond memories of being on location on the movie. That was just everything about that movie. Sometimes magic hits. And that was one of those great moments where uh, everything worked on that movie. And, you, you know, the Bridges brothers who are just the most wonderful, wonderful people, as is Michelle Pfeiffer. And it just everybody connected them with that movie was so wonderful. So um, that's really was launching it is reading his work and falling in love with the words that he wrote, because that was just such a wonderful movie and script. Yeah. If you, if you haven't seen it, everybody go see it. Yeah, everybody should. It's on DVD. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. So did you help him at all with the Harry Potter adaptations? Well, I don't, he had J.K. Rowling. But like, <laughs> yeah. um, it, 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 it was an interesting thing because when he, he had just done, I want to say Wonder Boys with Michael Douglas, that uh-huh. movie. And then um, I was looking sort of for his next thing. And my, our kids were very young at the time and, he got sent this children's book, which, you know, no one had ever heard of. And this is kind of cute. You should do it. The kids would like it. And so he agreed to do it with something so different than what he normally did. He did work. Oh, he, he had done a movie with Gwyneth Paltrow and Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid. That's what he had done. And so, um, and he agreed to do it in like, uh, I think three months later was on cover time magazine. So, um, it was a whirlwind and I sort of had to take a backseat um, with my career because we had kids that had to be raised sure. and he was going back and forth to London and we went to London a lot too, but um, you know, we had decided that this would be the home base for the kids because they were at school here. Although Steve had an opportunity to move us all to London and we didn't do it, but it, it was, <laughs> it was, amazing 13 years as you can imagine of, yeah. um, and and now uh he has done uh fantastic beasts and where to find them which the third one is coming out i think easter and it's fantastic it's very much in the harry potter world and explains a lot of harry potter things which he wrote Good. that one so uh oh it's been yeah he wrote that one so it, it, and it explains a lot of dumbledore stuff i think but it, it was an amazing experience and to raise kids in the middle of that. And, you know, they're on the set and they're 
seeing the owls and the hall and <laughs> it just was like it was uh, it's a little overwhelming sometimes yeah yeah mm-hmm. i bet i bet it was yeah. especially for the kids did they get to go on set uh oh yeah 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 they went yeah. to go on set and all that oh my gosh but, uh they uh you know um it, it, it's something that i don't think many people have ever experienced something like that because it was uh-huh. such a huge and still remains this huge phenomenon in my head you know, as a writer with fans, which is so weird, but (laughs) it's like fans. So like, um, uh, it's, uh, you know, he, he, he would like to go on and do other things now. Uh, It's been 13 years of this and, um, we're very grateful. It, it, it just gave us this beautiful life for our children. And, uh, you know, uh, it was the start of sort of these big tentpole movie franchises and one that worked and it worked well. And they all did, there were quite a few directors that my husband worked with on these movies. Um, mm-hmm. And they all did such a beautiful job, you know, starting That's with great. Chris Columbus, who was the first director. Yeah. The Crown and um, uh, David Yates was, I did I think did the final three and has mm-hmm. continued to do fantastic Right. And, you know, we've made wonderful friends through this. So yeah. it, it's, it's been a really wonderful experience. That's great. That's, yeah. that's great. We, well, do we help each other somewhat. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. this work, you know, that kind of thing, but he had something very, very good to work with. Yeah. Of course, material is quite strong. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So were your writing, what is, what is your process? Or could you say you're a pantser or a plotter? Um, well, I read a lot. So, um, plot is very important to me, but how the the characters are integrated into that plot, how they track through the plot is very important to me, the arc of each character. So for instance, even the smallest storylines in, it was always you, Louise, for me was a very important character, even though she didn't have a lot of the sister, a a huge plot line in the final movie, tracking her from someone who was shut down to ending up with Nelson Wong who played Eugene was a very important uh, plot line for me to follow and make sure that felt real. So that when we saw her wedding at the end of the movie and we got that invitation in the mail, the audience would be rooting that romance to succeed even though it was a beeline uh you know for the movie all of those things um i tend to like a lot of characters in my movies and so there's a lot of tracking to do of where is that character going and how does that affect the main character in the movie yeah well i would say that it that it's well not easy but it's impressive when you have a uh have a dynamic leading character but it's even more impressive when you have a rich script where your fifth character your sixth character still has a story arc still has a a a plot uh, line that you follow with them still grows uh i think that separates the 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 good from the great well i feel like in christmas promise the movie was obviously about tori's character Right and, and grieving, but the 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 village and the the friends and the family that surrounded her that wanted to 
help her heal from this horrible tragedy were just as important. So seeing her in wholeness was so great in the movie. Yes, Susan. Yeah. Um, do it through humor, even though you see vulnerable moments with her. And sister in particular, Gail, um, that uh, journey for her from bringing casseroles, you know, a very common thing what people do when someone passes away, to that really wonderful moment when she shows up at the apartment and says, my God, I've been so worried about you. I've been so worried about you. To me, that that that's a very important uh, aspect of telling the whole story of Tori's character. Who are these people around her and how did they help her move on with the Dylan Bruce character? That was a very important story to tell the people that surrounded her, including uh, Matthew Dowden's character, who was a best friend and how that evolved in writing the script. Yeah. I think that's right on. I think that's why the movies stand out. I really do. Yeah. Uh, so how did you first get connected with Hallmark? What kind of got well, you started writing these movies? Well, um, I, uh, what's the word I was doing before? I, I can't even remember, but uh, I was doing some script. Because you um, had Love at First Glance. That was the first yeah, one. That, that was the first one. I went to a dinner and um, I was sat next to uh, one of the big Hallmark executives at the time. And he, he was familiar with my work and he said, you should come write for us. And I went, really? Um, and he said, no, you do romantic comedies. You should come to me and, and pitch me, you know, and I, and I go, okay. And uh, Love at First Glance um, was the first idea that I came up with. And um, yeah, they, they were sold on that and made the movie relatively quickly. And boy, that was a really good cast to like, you know, um, yeah. jump into Hallmark with. It had a really good cast. That's true. With, uh, uh, Adrian and uh, Amy, Amy Smart is just the most wonderful human. She was so great in the role. And, and so that was my first foray. They wanted more. And um, with It Was Always You, which was quite a journey, I had read this short story. <laughs> this is crazy. I had read this short story by an author I really liked named Marion Thurm. But the, the uh, and, and they optioned the short story. But here's what the plot of the short story was the plot of the short story was which I still think would make a great movie was a young woman you know is dating this guy and she's convinced she's going to get married to this guy it's a very short short story and in the beginning of the short story he breaks up with her and she's just beside herself and as she's walking out of his apartment she slips and falls and breaks her leg and she's forced to um stay a week or two in the apartment with the guy that broke up with her. I thought, oh my God, this is the best premise for a movie. So I, I called the Hallmark executive at the time. I said, oh, I found the best short story. We should do this as a Hallmark movie. She, oh yeah, 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 we'll do it. We'll option the, the short story. I go, okay. And then very shortly after you know the option and my deal was made or whatever, they called me and they said, well, you know, at Hallmark, we really don't want to show someone with a broken leg. I went, what? Well, that's the whole premise. <laughs> movie you know it was like the man who came That's to dinner that so came. funny yeah so that i go what do you mean i want to show broken yeah you know i don't know we don't want to show someone with a broken leg i went yeah okay and they said think of something like you know metaphorically that the broken leg could could be symbolized i went what okay so That's i really had to put my thinking cap on i go okay a bridge how do you feel about a bridge you know and that 
evolved into, uh, you know, this girl was getting married and then, you know, was separated by the bridge, broken bridge, from her <laughs> fiance. And, and oh my God, I swear to God, I wrote so many drafts of this film. So many drafts. Like, there were so many drafts of this movie um, to get to where the movie was. Um, yeah. and, and Tyler and Aaron always say to me, oh my God, I wish we could have shot that scene in draft number and I'm like, yeah, what, what, what draft? And there were very, <laughs> a lot of drafts of this movie. And, but it started out from that short story. And I remember watching um, when the credits finally were up on screen in one of the cuts and thinking, really, they're crediting the short story? That has nothing to do with the movie. But okay, that's nice. <laughs> I, I mean, I came up with the movie because I had read the short story. But maybe someday I can get the rights to that short story and write that as a movie. Maybe not at Hallmark because I don't want broken legs. But um, I, 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 that's how it started was from that broken leg. That's <laughs> so funny. Story. Like they're fine yeah, with characters having amnesia or getting yeah. car accidents all I the time. I remember there was a draft and oh, I love this whole sequence where <laughs> the character Elizabeth was caught on the side of the bridge and Dave the character that she couldn't stand was there with her and all she wanted to do was get away from him and so I had this really funny sequence where we had this um rolling uh suitcase and she was dragging it through the woods and dragging it all over the island trying to get out off the island and, you know and shoot that but <laughs> it was very funny on the page but um now we can't have her dragging a suitcase through the woods and they're like oh, okay like so it, it was better if giles you know who played george could drive across the bridge and not get across the bridge oh my gosh yeah so many so wow. many versions of that and people would argue about which version they liked there was a version where uh george was not just he he was a paleontologist and um, he had an assistant. Oh, she was a fabulous character. And she was in the bar with them when they picked up Elizabeth. Oh God, don't even get me started. So, you know, you don't use a lot of this stuff and you put it in a, a file and you go, maybe I'll use this in a different script. Maybe a paleontologist will show up in a different script. Maybe there'll be a girl wheeling a, a, a rolling bag in a different script. Yeah, that's really <laughs> yeah. funny. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. So, in all of that madness, yeah, were you nervous about having a plot that ended up with him with his brother's fiance? It's yes. pretty tricky. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I remember watching that first cut of the movie, you know, before it ended, and and I called Aaron up. I think Aaron or Tyler. I can't remember which. And I I think it was Aaron. And I said, Oh my God. You actually break up with your fiance at your engagement party? Who wrote this? Like, she was laughing. She goes, I know, like, it's pretty racy and spicy, right? But I remember, and Erin did that scene so well. Like, you really believe her in that scene. She's so great in that scene. Um, and, and we kind of set up the dental hygienist as a love interest for George. But, um, oh my God, yeah, I was worried. I was like, are they going to hate us for doing this? But Hallmark was completely behind it. And then, of course, there's that very famous um, film, Sabrina, you know, Audrey yeah. Hepburn and William Holden yeah. and, and um, uh, what's his name, uh, Humphrey Bogart, where, you know, she's in love with William Holden her whole life and comes back from Paris looking fabulous and ends up with you know, the brother who's much more stuffy, Humphrey Bogart. So 
it did work in for one of the most classic films of all time. So yeah, I was really worried um, when I saw that first cut because that scene at the engagement party, I remember calling Aaron going, oh my God, you broke up with your fiance at your engagement party. And she hands him back the ring while people are celebrating in the background. But right. I think what helped us there was the fact that she goes away for a year and travels and doesn't come back for a year. So I, I think that was the, the, the addition that helped, you know, calm that down. And it wasn't like she ran off with David at the engagement party. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. you had the brother with another person by that point. Yes. So that helped too. Yeah. Yes. And she didn't break up with him because of no to be with David. No. Yeah. No. So yeah. that helped. Yeah. There was uh, never a version like that. All right. Yeah. 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 Cause you don't want it. Sometimes they do in these movies, they have them emotionally cheating on their yeah. companion and that usually rubs me the wrong way. No, her, her, her growth was through finding her coming back to who she was like mm -hmm. the scene where she climbs the ladder is a very important scene in the movie because you see her not only doing something that she wanted to challenge herself as a young adult, but being able to do it now. That was a very important scene. So I, we liked the scene where they are talking about the dating show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he says, how would you wrote, how would you romance her? And yeah. It's kind of the idea. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, are you a, are you like a bachelor fan or watching this kind of dating no. shows? No, and then the only reality <laughs> show I watch is I, I watch Survivor. Oh, you watch Survivor? Oh, I love Survivor because you know, again, my sport background, I, I like competition. Mm -hmm. I, guess I love Survivor. Right? Isn't it? But um, mm -hmm. Survivor is actually how I got started in in podcasting because oh, I I, I'm Survivor. a big fan of Rob oh, has a podcast. I love it. I love it. Uh, I never miss it. I, I yeah. love it. I, and yeah. if I have to TiVo and I have a friend who will like send me an email, like, oh, can you believe so-and-so was vulgar? Uh, please don't email me that. I haven't watched the show yet. <laughs> yeah, but that's I, rude. You know, it's so rude. And I tell her a hundred times, don't do that. She still does it. So I, I will never do that. So if you want to, you want to text me email about it. Um, I, yeah, I like it because I, I like competition shows. I, I tend to uh -huh. really like, you know, and that feels like a sports kind of like, yeah. They don't even end up together, do they? <laughs> Most of the time, they don't. Yeah, They've like, had a few, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I love Survivor. I love the I love the the social strategy of yeah, it all, right? and how every win is kind of different. They're using a different strategy, yeah. and I, th I think it's fascinating. But uh, very cool. Uh, I I did also like the any of the scenes in the treehouse. You mentioned the climbing the rope ladder, but uh, but I th I just thought that that was a great sort of set piece to have. Yeah, I was very lucky to have Aaron and Tyler in this movie because the chemistry, and yeah. that's what stood out like more than anything in this movie. When you saw first cut of the movie, you're like, oh my God, the, even the dailies, the chemistry between the two of them was just off the charts. They're, we're all very good friends now, which is nice. But they're and they're very good friends, and and sure. just their chemistry, their understanding of who these two characters were, was just dead on, and and um, that really made the movie work. I think you just felt it in every frame they were in together. It just from the ice yeah. parlor where they meet up again to uh, the end of the movie, it just really, really worked. 
Yeah. Well, and Tyler really has a gift for having chemistry with yes. all of his co-stars. And yeah. it's, it's really remarkable that if you were to tell me with almost every single one of his movies, if you were to tell me that he's actually dating his co-star, I yeah. would be like, yeah, I, I believe that. <laughs> not, but girls, which not. is not true, of course. But I'm just saying that <laughs> yeah. that's how that's how real he makes it feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he's um, the character of David actually was um, uh, not written the way uh, he 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 ended up playing it. It was like more of a Luke Wilsony type, you know, okay. this guy who was sort of traveling the world and sort of pine for this girl but it was such a deep dark hidden secret but he gave it um a little snark which is what Kyle's really good at would give it back to her which really worked in terms of the dialogue it really worked with the dialogue I loved seeing how he played each line because uh uh Aaron plays put upon really well <laughs> like like she is so good at that um and there's an intelligence to that and opposite his um snark it really worked it really 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 yeah. really worked yeah because she, he was annoying interesting up until really close to shooting there was a whole sequence that i had written which started the movie where you saw them as kids and they were at a pool and um, at the at the house, and uh, George and Elizabeth uh, were doing their homework, and uh, uh, Tyler's character David was being David. He was playing music. And finally, he jumps in the pool and he gets all their homework wet. So you set up basically that this has been going on forever. <laughs> okay, his her experience with him had gone, but we couldn't shoot the sequence with them as kids, and we had to start the movie where we started the movie, but. Tyler read that sequence. I remember him calling me about that sequence and wanted to understand who this character was in the history of these two characters and really embraced it and understood how he had annoyed her through the years. And he did it really, really well. You know, he did it well. Yeah. So that sequence at the ice cream parlor, which is such a great sequence, where they recall, uh, you know, the rabbit's foot and all the other stuff he he really 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 embraced that and it was great yeah. great how we did it oh very good so uh, we also really liked the whole concept of the zing that was cute yeah that was nice wasn't it yeah mm -hmm. and how great was grandma Vivian? <laughs> mm -hmm. it was like a big hit with the fans yeah she's a mm -hmm. wonderful actress i really wanted her uh in um the christmas and uh to play uh the the love interest of the grandfather but she was unavailable and i wanted oh, nelson my. too because i wanted him to play teddy in the toy store but he was unavailable too these people are get very busy in the home yeah yeah we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life what about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party now is the time to check out the hallmarkies merch store full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. 
Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. Yeah. yeah, speaking of the Christmas promise, I really loved this one. This was Thank my you. one of my favorites of of Hallmark Christmas 2021. I really enjoyed it. And uh, how'd you get the idea for for doing this this film? And it was a tricky making it not depressing despite the being sad well um i have a very close friend i have a very close friend before i wrote it she lost her husband and he had cancer and so uh i went through every step of that grieving process with her and more importantly after he passed what that was like and how important it was for everyone around her to, to contribute what they could in their own way to uh, what she needed from me, what she needed from that friend, what she needed from her sister, that, 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 that you kind of need a community around you when you go through a loss, any kind of loss. It could be a parent, uh, hopefully not a child, yeah. any kind of loss, you, your sister, you, you, need, you need a community around you. So that was for, for starters. I had also read something in the paper that um, rang true for me because I, I had lost a, a very close person to me a couple of years ago that you want to like be able to pick up the phone and be able to call that person like you normally do and say what's on your mind. Now, of yeah. course, these days people don't call text. So that started the conversation of what if you could text that person and oh my God, what if someone who got, had the number, because people get new numbers from, you know, discontinued lines, yeah, was someone who had gone through something very similar to you and could understand that pain and that grief that you were experiencing. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, that person that you are opening your deepest, darkest heart to is the person who you're slowly falling in love with. Yeah, that was what really good. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it really came from a movie about uh, watching this person in front of me grieve and, and how hard that experience is. Not necessarily, through, you know, with Giles, like, and, you know, I called him, I said, sorry, I'm killing you in this movie. And he's like, okay, it's okay. <laughs> he's he's going to be in every one of my movies. And he knows. I love him. He's I, I love him. He's the most yeah. wonderful human being on the planet. Everything I write, there's a Giles character. But um, he, he, I said, sorry about that. But, you know, killing him in this movie, in the car accident, because um, it was so sudden, that, that's another layer of it is like one day, you know, you're, you're putting, you know, Christmas sweaters that you're going to wear at this party. And then he goes to get, you know, a bag of ice. This is life yeah. is so fragile. And yeah. we look at what's going on in the world today. It's so fragile that you have to sort of embrace those that are around you and, 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 and love them. And, and Patrick Duffy played that part so beautifully. Uh, he had gone through his own loss, so he could you know, share with her those letters mm -hmm. and, and also the pain of losing the person that you love the most, yeah. I thought his letter, um, when Matthew reads the letter is one of my favorite mo moments in the movie. I, I thought yeah. Matthew did that really, really well when he reads the letter that uh, the grandfather had written the mother, the grandmother yeah. after 
Yes. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, after you experience a loss, it's okay to um, write letters and, and do all those things. I, I um, hmm. just lost my dog a week and a half ago, my dog, my beautiful oh. dog. And um, I thought, oh, I'll just put her, you know, in the background of my phone, right? I, I couldn't do that. I just couldn't do that. But yeah. I've had friends who like have like been watching me to make sure I'm okay because they knew what this dog meant to me. You know, even that, the simple act of um, that reaching out to someone who lost a pet, you know, uh, those things matter. It just matters. I, I, I love how Karen did it in the movie with her humor. Yeah. She was so funny in the movie. Yeah. So funny. Funny, well, funny. and I just loved the whole all all around spirit of friendship within yes. the film yeah. Uh, yeah. that they were there to challenge her to comfort her to help her get through this help her you know, try something new all yeah. of that just worked so well and it felt like this is actual group of friends to me yeah that, that definitely worked, worked in the movie and there's that moment where when she has to walk into the second ugly sweater party, um, which yeah. is very difficult for her, and the sister and the brother-in-law is walking a little bit ahead, but the sister reaches out to her, to her hand, I got you. Exactly. Oh, it just yeah. like breaks your heart because you know how hard that was for mm -hmm. her to walk in that door, you know, where she had last seen him alive. I also like how Fred Gerber, who did a terrific job, he's the director of the film, um, the flashbacks of Matt, of uh, Giles, there were very few of them, him in the truck, uh, him in, inside the ugly sweater party by the tree, putting the ornament on. I thought that was very light touches that really like, you know, hit you hard. It just hits you hard. Even as a writer, and I wrote, like I would see that and I'd go, oh God, that's really touching and sad. Yeah. You know, like Agreed. when you see the actors play those moments, it's just, you feel for that girl. Mm -hmm. You just feel for that girl. And boy, what an actress Tori DeVito is. Isn't she wonderful? Yeah, she was lovely. 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 Just lovely. Well, my absolute favorite moment of the movie, probably one of my favorite moments in any Hallmark movie ever, was was the was the kiss scene and the whole is it a question mark or an yes. exclamation point? Yes. That was brilliant. Because how, how much, not even just kisses, but just in life, like sometimes we do things that are question marks, like I'm exploring, I'm questioning, I'm trying this, I'm taking a leap. I, this might not work out, you know, kind of a thing. You do that in, in so many interactions, you know, and then, but then you also have the interactions where you're confident, you're sure it's an exclamation point. You're excited, you're motivated. Uh, and I just thought that was so well written thank you way to go on that <laughs> it was great well, that was my favorite scene too and I was so worried about that scene I I you know when I wrote it I had Erin in mind she was busy doing one calls the heart so she couldn't uh -huh. do it but um I I remember calling uh, Randy Pope who, who's a Hallmark executive and I said Randy we have got to get actors who, if you look at that scene that's the scene they have to be able to pull off they have to be able to do that dialogue. And um, it's very kind of Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy-ish kind yeah, of dialogue. Uh, you can always imagine them doing that dialogue. But um, I said, that is the scene. We have to keep in mind who, 
who can pull off that dialogue? I knew Erin could do it. She was like in prairie land up in One Calls the Heart. So she, she couldn't do the movie. But um, that was the moment where I thought, oh. And then when I saw Tori and Dylan, and Dylan was so great in that scene. Yeah. He was also great in the diner scene. I thought he was great in that scene in the diner. Um, you knew that they were the right people for the part because she pulled that off perfectly. And it was really about timing and, and, and uh, the timing of the dialogue that you had to be able to deliver it with kind of a speed and not yeah. uh, lag with, because if you lagged in the scene, the scene wouldn't work. So she, she and Dylan did it quite well with, with the right speed of the dialogue. Yeah. So what kind of got you thinking about this, about life being question marks or exclamation points? Isn't she, it? Yeah, it's so brilliant. But yeah. I but never heard I never heard it phrased that way. And then when I heard it, I was like, that is great. I don't know what goes through my mind half the time. I write these things <laughs> under people. Like I, I remember in it was always you. Uh the scene uh where they're registering for the gifts and then she turns the the, the, the scanning gun on him and says, and I want this. Oh my God, I, I, I remember writing it going, oh, this is so good, I love this. And oh my God, they wanted to cut that scene. 25 times they wanted to cut the scene. Oh and I kept saying, no, 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 no. The audience <laughs> is gonna love that moment when she turns that gun on him. No, yeah. no, no, we can't cut that scene. We can't cut that scene. Um, they left it in and of course people really like the scene. So you never know, like you see it on the page and you go, oh, this, this, this could be really funny, or this could work, or what am I thinking here? And then, you know, actors, bless them, they, they bring so much to what you say, even better than what you even wrote on the page. Sometimes it works magic, and some things that you think are going to work great, you just, like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. what happened there? Well, well I'm glad you fought different. for it. Fought for that scene. Oh, my that God, I fought scene. for that scene. Yeah. I, I can't even tell you. I, went, I beg you not to cut this scene. I beg you that I promise you that moment where she turns that gun on him and says, and I want this is the turning point in that movie. And uh, finally they said, fine, we'll shoot the scene. <laughs> and I went, yes. oh, my God. and I think there was some um, like explanation for the question mark scene in, in Christmas promise where they go, what? what is this? I go, oh, oh, no, 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 no. This really works. And you have to get the actors who can do this dialogue. It's all, it's a dialogue scene and you have to have actors who can deliver this kind of dialogue. And they did yeah. big time, you know? So I, I think that, that, that scene, scene of the two of them in uh, the diner where she talks about what he does on Thanksgiving and July 4th and all that, they're such wonderful actors, Dylan and Tori, they delivered that dialogue so beautifully yeah. that it worked there too. And it's all about rhythm, isn't it, with actors? I wouldn't know about that. I only see it on the page and it's flat <laughs> with little, you know, letters on it, but they really, you know, put a, a three-dimensional touch on it. It's wonderful how they do it. I don't know how they do it. I yeah. could never be an actor. I could well, never, I could never face that criticism. Well, I never. also really, was moved by the ending with her in the going through the house and mm -hmm. that was just really touching because we've all been there when we lose somebody and and you you think okay I'm I'm a, I like I have closure I'm moving on and then you'll see something an item of clothing you watch a movie that you watch together you'll have something and you just it's almost overwhelming yeah 
yeah. and her walking through that house and then and him being there to kind of support her and the whole finale with by the tree was just great but he knows he has to leave he can't yeah. tell the truth you know uh, yeah I, I i actually thought the guy that played eddie was very good in that scene of because we have to of course explain it so uh, yeah you know, yeah but then where there you know dylan opens up and says this is why i can't tell her i i understand because he yeah. understood grief himself from his brother yeah, yeah. right yeah yeah I, I hope that movie plays over the years because i think um the feedback i got from that is that people who had experience you know a significant loss in their life hopefully nobody does but we're, we're all untouched in life aren't we yeah it's part of uh, life yeah. yeah it's part of life um that I, I i think that that movie resonates with people who have lost someone because they understand that there is a path forward and i and i think the friend that i wrote this about basically uh she was very moved by it very moved by it and, now I'm writing a movie for her, but yeah. All right. <laughs> so she works That's awesome. So, so you can go on and, uh, but not lose those beautiful memories you have. Yeah. 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 Well, I, it was my second favorite Christmas movie of 2021. Uh, and uh, it was my favorite on the movies and mysteries, uh, the miracles of Christmas uh channel it was it was so good i loved it i gave it a i, I gave it a perfect score I, and i almost never do that well, uh, so thank you yeah hopefully i can find some more to do yes please yeah. Yeah. well we like to end our interviews with some fun silly questions at the end right. <laughs> so first question what's the best ice cream flavor oh strawberry oh okay good what's your favorite color uh, blue, even though there's nothing in my house blue at the moment, but blue. Okay. Good. And also I'm a Dodger fan, so definitely blue. Oh, good. Yeah. What music are you into? Uh, I kind of like Aretha Franklin. Mm, yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, what is your go-to date night food? Uh, uh, anything with an avocado. Oh, yeah. big avocado so, toast person. We, we get a lot of... Um, a wonderful Mexican food in California. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Bring that. Yeah. All right. Uh, dogs or cats? Oh, dogs. I have three at my house right now. Nice. <laughs> Crazy <All right>. one. <laughs> All right. Beaches or mountains? Beaches. Me too. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. With you there. Would you rather be in a fancy dress or, or sweats? Sweats. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite holiday to celebrate? uh probably uh thanksgiving mm. yeah you write a thanksgiving movie we don't get enough of those I hear, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah all right what is your favorite hallmark or romantic movie and you can pick one of your own if you want well gosh i don't watch too many hallmark movies but i'll say anything tyler's in will kill me if i say anything else anything tyler Hines. <laughs> there you go <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, you did it. You answered all the questions. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. We really thank appreciate you for it. Having me. Yeah. Thank you. This, this was great. I hope, I hope the new ones that we'll we'll do at Hallmark, you'll you'll like just as much. 
Yeah, we'll we'll definitely look forward to them. We'll have to have you back on when uh, when those come out. Thank uh, you. That would be yeah, great. My husband to write a Hallmark movie with some golf. Yay! Yeah, there, there you go. go. <laughs> oh, we should do that. <laughs> Thanks so much. Okay, thank you. We'd like to thank Kathy for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to talk with her. Make sure you're following us at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And we also have our Patreon group and merch store. So please check that out. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And thanks so much, everybody. Thanks to Kathy. We'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>